0: All We're right, gonna the
1: beginner man. corn sugar mash recipe. Now, I've written an article about this on one of my other websites. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes, and uh, that way you can read along. It's got charts for different size batches, whether if you want to do a three-gallon batch all the way up to like a 30-gallon batch. I've got... That recipe broke down into different batch sizes. So today I'm going to describe how to mash a 10 gallon batch of what I call the super simple beginner recipe. Now that being said, I'll describe a technical difference. Now when we're talking about mashing in this instance it's not really mashing. We're steeping but that's Another one of those terms that uh, people don't use correctly and interchange it and and that's fine. So when I'm talking about mashing here, it's really steeping. So this is actually a good point in the episode to do this week's Shiner Speak. What's the difference between mashing and steeping? So the difference is this. When you are starching out grains and you're wanting to convert those starches with enzymes that is mashing when you're steeping you are just trying to pull out the flavors from the grains or in in brewing for like beer you're also trying to gain some colors for distilling that doesn't matter but steeping is just trying to get the flavors mashing is breaking out the starches so that they can be converted to sugars. That's it. So let's get back to it. What you're going to need is one and one third gallon of cracked corn. You're also going to need two thirds of a gallon of sweet feed. And this is unpelleted or sometimes called non-pelletized sweet feed. If you're not familiar with what it is it's uh, it's basically horse feed you can get it at uh, your local um, feed store it has molasses in it and other grains and it's those two ingredients which make a really nice flavor especially for just a simple uh, sugar mash and what we're going to do is we're going to take five gallons of water we're going to heat it up to 160 degrees and we're going to dump those two ingredients in and we're basically going to cook it for 30 minutes and be sure and stir it Uh, depending on what the heat source that you're using i use a propane heat source and so i have to continuously stir otherwise it's going to scorch on the bottom the grains are going to scorch and that's going to um, it's going to give you a bad flavor so stir it for 30 minutes at that temperature and what we're doing is all we're doing is we're softening up those grains to release the flavors okay we are not trying to convert starch um, people comment all the time on my article on offgridmaker.com that oh this is the wrong way to do it you're not getting any sugars out of the corn You. Don't worry about any of that. We're not trying to convert starches in this recipe. We're just getting the flavors. And so you basically want to cook it at 160 degrees for 30 minutes. And that opens up all the flavors. Once you've done that, you want to take that and put it in your fermenter. Transfer it over to whatever it is you're going to ferment in. And then we're going to add sugar to it and we're going to add eight pounds of just regular sugar that you buy at the store stir it up we do this while it's still hot and that makes it easy to dissolve all of that sugar all right now once you've dissolved all the sugar now we're going to add more water we're going to add cold water to this and that's going to drop the temperature down so that we can add our yeast and you want to drop your temperature down to, it, it depends on the yeast that you buy, but if you're using like a dry activated yeast, then you're going to want to get that temperature down to around 90 degrees. Now, while you're waiting for that temperature to drop, you can make a starter with your yeast, get a couple cups of water, cup of sugar, warm water, a cup of sugar, dissolve that sugar, and then drop in a tablespoon a tablespoon of yeast into that mixture and stir it up. And while your temperature on your mash is dropping to the right level, that yeast can be starting to do its thing and eat that sugar. And that's just going to kind of give it a little jump start so that when you pitch it uh, into your mash, it's already raring and going. Once that's done, You want to add two tablespoons of dry-activated yeast to your mash and stir it in real good. Now, a good rule of thumb whenever you're trying to figure out how much yeast to use, and this is for dry-activated yeast like a champagne yeast or brewer's yeast, uh, the rule of thumb is one tablespoon per five gallons. So we're doing a 10-gallon batch, so we're going to use two tablespoons. Now, at this point, it is time to just cover it up and you'll want to if you're just doing open fermentation you still want to cover it with cheesecloth or something that'll just keep bugs from getting in it because bugs are going to want to get into it if you're using a sealed fermenter then that doesn't really matter you just put the seal on and set up your airlock and wait now we've got to make sure that the fermenter is in a location that we control the temperature because you don't want to let the temperature drop below i don't remember what the temperature is i think it's like sixty eight degrees or something but you want to keep it around seventy degrees when you buy your yeast you can look up the specs on your yeast and it'll tell you what the ideal temperature ranges are for whatever particular yeast you've bought which is a good idea to do so keep that in mind and so at this point we've we've made our mash and now it's fermenting and we're just waiting okay and I'm not going to get into uh this early in the game for you I'm not going to get into the specific gravity and checking the specific gravity this is something you'll want to do after you kind of figure things out uh, we're going to skip that for now because it's going to work if you've taken these steps it's going to work and it's going to start bubbling and if you don't have a sealed fermenter with an airlock, you'll just be able to look down in there. You'll just be able to look down into your fermenting container and you will see the bubbles. Okay, and that's the carbon dioxide that's being produced by the yeast. And you just periodically check it. A lot of people will stir stir their mash occasionally. You don't have to. Some people say you do. Some people say you don't. I've done it both ways. It's worked both ways. Some people say that aerating your mash is important because the uh, the yeast does need oxygen. But like I said, I've done it both ways. It worked both ways. So at this stage, the recipe that we're using is like a fail-proof recipe. Like it's it's not going to screw up. As long as you keep your temperatures right, as long as your yeast is good, it's going to work. We're not worried right now about abv about our yield um this is the beginner recipe the first thing we want to do is we just want to get a win under our belt you know what i mean we want to we want to make some alcohol so watch your mash when it stops bubbling it's done now there are exceptions to this rule it can sometimes seem like it's done and it's not quite done Uh, but again that's one of the things we're not we're not ready for that yet but anyway that's pretty much it for the super simple beginner recipe so next week we're going to talk about the basics of running the steel and that isn't complicated either a lot of people are kind of intimidated by it you don't have to be it's really something you just got to watch you just kind of got to babysit it and watch it and make sure nothing goes wrong and that's all there is to it and It's not that big a deal. But we'll get into that next week. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Share this episode with people you think might enjoy it. That would be much appreciated. It'll sure help our show grow. And don't forget, doing is improving. Have a good one. Talk to y'all next week.